America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sins. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey everybody and welcome to Belief or not Or um Don't scare me with I'm that. sorry. It is the season. It's true. Um you know, the reason for the season. Um Satan. Satan. I was gonna say um Miniature chocolate bars. Mm, those are good. Satan too. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. because every time I eat a chocolate bar before, like the rest of the year, I'm like, ah, oh, these the size. It's it's a good size, but it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not a fun size. Do you ever get like a full size chocolate bar and you get like three quarters of the way through and you're like, this is probably too much and I shouldn't have had that. But then you get the fun size ones and you eat twelve of them and you feel fine. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Mm. It's because they're fun size. I guess you don't, so. Can't have too much fun. I guess when you're just eating one bite at a time, you don't think about it. But when you're eating one big long boy, you're like, mm, maybe yeah. I should have stopped. <laughs> when you, <laughs> I was gonna make an inappropriate uh, penis joke there. Well, about that's oral true. Sex. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're more about uh, quantity than uh, length. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Qual quanti- quality. Uh, the Five Iron Frenzy album Quantity is job one. Mm, yeah, I'm just gonna lower one of these. Yeah, we got a little loud there, eh? That's okay. Oopsie, sexy. Damien, do you trick, <laughs> well, trick or treat? Let's uh, let's play a game from your other podcast. Oh. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you know this by now, but I do not. Me neither. Where do I want to? No. All ghosts are just bozos. Yeah. They're just hanging out, doing nothing, doing stupid shit, harassing people for no reason. Yeah. Half the time, they don't know what they're doing, it seems like. They're just, like, bumping into walls. They suck. They suck. I was going through a tiki-taki. You know tiki-taki? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tic-tac-toe. Um, and uh, there there was a person, a local person, who was a poor, par- poor, poor, whoa, a paranormal investigator. I didn't know if you were saying poor, if you were going to say porn. I was very confused. I was going to say a poor porn paranormal investigator. A poor porn paranormal investigator. No, but they're just a regular paranormal investigator. That's a good uh, warm-up exercise. Yeah. The poor porn paranormal investigator proposed to the porpoise (laughs) purposefully. And I think I don't think this person actually was very scientific in their methods. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful, too. Because I think there is a way you can be a paranormal investigator and and be scientific, but I think your results are going to be that you can't find any ghosts because you're being scientific. (laughs) I feel like this is like the flat earth people, or more often than not, you're just kind of finding the opposite is true. Yeah. I love seeing those videos of flat earthers trying to prove that the earth is flat and then accidentally proving the earth is round. Yeah. That's what that whole (laughs) behind the curve thing. They set up the whole experiment, and then at the end, they found out it was curved. Uh, so good. Uh, but yeah, because like, I mean, one of the things too, and we'll get into more of this, but um, 
I think a lot of the equipment that they use to test ghosts, mm-hmm. they just get it and it's like, when it does this beep, that means there's a ghost. So they use it and it gets that beep and they're like, see, there's a ghost. It's yeah. like, well, but you haven't established that that beep means there's a ghost. No, well, that's the problem too. Like so much of this stuff, it's like, you know how much like, like especially today with the amount of electronics and like Wi-Fi signals, Bluetooth signals and radio yeah. signals and all these things and microwaves and all this shit. There's so much interference. Yeah. So you don't know what you're picking up. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think ghosts, like, from the lore, they don't sound very smart. So how are they so good at being hidden? Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. I guess my thing, too, is, like, so many people come back to the idea that, it. oh, it's energy. It's residual energy left behind. Yeah. But we have never been able to record that energy. We've never been able to officially observe it i think it was brian cox who was saying that about that the actor no succession uh, doctor he's a physicist right yeah Yeah. (laughs) he did a thing where he was talking about the large hadron collider and was basically saying something along the lines of that if we haven't detected any of that energy with this we're not going to yeah yeah. And they haven't. No, they and they're haven't. not going to because there is no energy. Yeah. I don't know. Energy, yeah. I guess, because it's not, there's nothing quantifiable. Exactly. And I, I say all this and then realize that these people that we're going to talk about weren't ghost hunters. They were demon hunters. So oh. I kind of missed the mark. Well, there's an overlap there, there though, is, I yeah. feel like. I feel like we talk about a lot of that where it kind of comes between the two. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think, and a lot of people like will will blame things on ghosts, and then mm-hmm. somebody else will be like, mm, "Actually, that's a demon," and right. I'll be like, "Actually, you're both wrong." <laughs> it's, um, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you like the Conjuring films? I've seen them. They're fine. Yeah. Are we talking about them? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren. These pieces of trash. These pieces of absolute so the movies garbage. make them look like cool well not cool but the good guys because yeah. they're like see we're just a couple of hard working folks trying to stop some demons yeah they're not though they are not right no uh yeah so ed ed warren was born on september 7th uh, 1926 and he died on august 23rd 2006 hmm. and lorraine rita warren uh, was born january 31st 1927 and died on april 18th 2019 whoa just after my birthday whoa wow it's actually on my sister's birthday whoa whoa mm-hmm. happy belated yeah that's one of my favorite things to do is just go on somebody's page that had a birthday like six months ago and just write happy happy belated birthday <laughs> can't believe i missed this <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game um so in, in 1952 they started the New England Society for Psychic Research, the N-E-S-P-R. Nesper. It's the, oh, they do call themselves a ghost hunting group. So uh, there's, okay. So they're the oldest ghost hunting group in New England, which you'd think, like if ghosts were real, New England is probably like ghost central, right? Because you got Salem and... um, other i guess known like spooky places you'd think there'd be some some older organization but i guess 1952 i mean there probably were but they just didn't you know yeah they couldn't find any ghosts (laughs) (laughs) or it was just the church yeah exactly um in the 90s uh steven novella of uh skeptic guide to the universe uh known skeptic um did a 
some spent some time with them. Uh, so we'll refer to that article a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, but uh, what he says is, their website proudly proclaims that our mission is to move the area of psychic phenomena out of the dark ages into the mainstream of rigorous scientific thought and inquiry. inquiry. Yet upon... So that's them. And then he says, yet upon inspection, their methods lack the components of genuine scientific inquiry or even the most fundamental attempt at scientific rigor. Uh, Rather than an earnest search for the truth, regardless of what may be, their society seeks only to support their prior assumption. A priori. What you said. uh, (laughs) That the phenomenon is real. I color me surprised that they're not actually following any scientific method mm-hmm. and that it's just a bunch of hokey bullshit it's a bunch like, of hooey. yeah this is this is what it means yeah. it's like but that does it though yeah wow so they what they would do is basically they look for reports of hauntings mm-hmm. uh or demons or possessions and then they go to that area they go to that house and offer their services for free as paranormal uh, researchers and paranormal supports <laughs> and then basically find a way to make money off it yeah i mean they're they're clearly exploiting people's um fears and beliefs with it right yeah they, they come in they play the good guys like we're doing this for free we don't want anything and then they take advantage of that once they've gained their trust even more yep. and then they're like see you were right it's spooky we'll we'll help you but now it'll cost you yeah somehow yeah it's well it costs in that like they get all the movie rights they get all the book rights yeah they uh yeah we'll help you out but we're gonna tell our story and we're gonna make a lot of money off of it did they make money off the conjuring movies oh yeah okay and lorraine was an advisor on it she worked for them yeah who's who's the main guy in those movies because he's also in uh, watson or wilson yeah because he's in the uh another franchise right um another horror franchise he's in and I, I can i never really remember oh, okay because they just kind of yeah together. they meld together yeah oh, I don't was it in, uh, insidious isn't that um ethan uh sorry handsome hawk maybe yeah i think that's handsome hawk um but uh so no, no he's he's in it oh he is yeah oh well look at that look at that indeed would you look at that oh i was thinking of it doesn't matter i was thinking of a different it one it doesn't matter doesn't matter it does not matter. Uh, so, do you know Annabelle? Mm-hmm. The movie franchise? Yeah. That's based on a real doll that oh. was really evil. Well, dolls really are kind of creepy. Yeah, they are creepy. My mom used to make porcelain dolls. And make like porcelain other... dolls? Yeah. Really? Well, she would buy the head, and then she would make the dress for it and stuff I like mean, that. I mean, that's creepy, put too. put the hair on it and stuff like that. But she... Uh, <laughs> so, she'd store it all in the living room. And especially if she had a craft sale, she would have craft sales in our living room. So she'd set it all up. And then uh, so our, our living room just became the most creepy place on planet Earth. It was uh, pretty, pretty scary. Did people ever actually like porcelain dolls or was it just something that people had because they didn't have anything better? I don't know. Because they're creepy. They're creepy as all hell. So they said, okay, so they said that two roommates claim that their Raggedy Ann doll was possessed by the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. Higgins! Oh, so it was a Raggedy Ann. It was a Raggedy Ann doll. But yeah. branded, and they couldn't do that. Exactly. And yeah. So they made it a porcelain doll to make it creepier. Yeah. Yeah. But um, a lot of people think 
that. Okay, so you know the episode of the evil, evil crusty doll episode of the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. That's based on a Twilight Zone episode yep. called The Living Doll that came out in the early '60s. It was seven years before they started claiming that this doll was haunted. That this episode came out, and in the episode, the mom's name was Annabelle. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people think they just stole it directly from. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and then just created stories around it because they'll tell people like that the last owner or the last person to touch it or something like that, the last owner, somebody died in a motorcycle accident, but they've never actually been able to confirm who it was and when the accident happened. And there's, yeah, it's, people have tried to track down these supposed hauntings behind the Annabelle doll, but they're all just made up. Yeah, as far as I can tell. Of course they are. Yeah. The first Conjuring movie is based on the Perrin family. This was in Harrisville, Rhode Island. The Perrin family, they thought they were haunted. The Warrens came in for the rescue to help them get rid of this demon that was in their house. It's it's more likely, because in the movie, they were shown as like a loving family, and the husband was just worried about his demon-possessed wife or whatever. (laughs) But in reality, he was really abusive, and especially emotionally abusive, and she was very sick with really bad arthritis. On top of that, having an abusive husband, she had a mental break. That's pretty much the the real story wow. of how it happened. And um, I'm, I'm I'm skimming some of your yeah. notes here. And the thing that really struck out to me, he screamed at her more and more, especially if she just disagreed with him about Nixon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He liked Nixon. She wasn't a fan, and so he would freak out at her. Jeez. And uh, the current owner of the house claims that there's no way <laughs> any of the story is true <laughs> and just nothing lines up with... Well, he's probably just not open to the experience oh, and that's why he yes. hasn't seen anything. Yeah. Right? Because you have to... You have to... You have to be, like, open to it. Otherwise... Otherwise, you won't see a ghost or nothing. Well, if I... Right? So then why would I want to be open to it? I don't know. It's too scary. But I mean, if if the only way that it affects you is if you're open to it, then yeah. then how can that actually be something exactly. other than your imagination? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've I've had people say that to me with like such anger and vehemence. Oh, and I'm just yeah. like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah. If something's real, if something actually happens, you yeah. don't have to be in a special mindset in order to no, see it. Like that doesn't if that's a real thing, then it's a real thing and you can see it. Exactly. Your mindset does not affect how a thing occurs. Yeah. And if it does, then it's probably in your mind. Exactly. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, their most famous case probably is the 1975 uh, An- Amityville Horror. Oh, they were part of the Amityville Horror. Yeah, so that was their okay. rise to fame. Basically, what happened was there was a brutal murder in mm-hmm. this house, and then the next owners basically bought it because of that and then created a story around it to be spooky. And then they, they swooped in to also make money on it. The satanic panic was huge at the time. So they put in a bunch of elements of satanic ritual abuse and satanic symbol symbols and things like that. But uh, yeah, later it was pretty much confirmed that the Lutzes, the people in the house, just came up with it themselves as a way to make money. And then the Warrens swooped in to help them make money off the situation. And I guess it worked. Yep. 
Yeah. So yeah, they said that he was demon possessed and he was trying to kill the family and and all that stuff. But it was just a story they made up over wine. Who was in the original uh, Amityville? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what it was. Original work, 1977. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Do, 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 do. Why can't I find it? Cast. James Brolin. Ooh. That's who it was. Yes. Brolin Brolin. I knew it was someone. I'm like, who is this? I know who it is. And, um, yeah, they've spawned a lot of sequels. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, yeah, people. I was gonna say they have ghost tours, but I just read that wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Is like the new owner of the parent house has also sued Warner, sued Warner Brothers because people keep coming to the house wanting to like <laughs> see demons or whatever, yeah. or see ghosts, and yeah. She's probably. I don't know if she's probably as angry as the person who owns the Breaking Bad house, but. Uh, I'm oh because people kept throwing pizzas on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> you know what I always find funny about like a lot of those things, like people do like haunted walks and stuff, which are, you know, they're fun little things to do. Yeah, but I know for a fact that more often than not, the people doing those walks make up half. Oh the stuff. yeah, like, <laughs> like, well, what? How is this any different? Exactly. And what's frustrating with those is when they say that it's not for kids mm. and that you're allowed to swear. Yeah, but then you can't. But then as soon as I say big fat low to come, mm-hmm. I'm shut down. Jizz. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to make it's anybody rude. have the worst day at their jobs. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So they participated in a psychic slumber party uh, two months after the Lutzes abandoned their new home in the middle of the night. And they were followed by a camera crew and uh, they got everybody really tired, and they took some photographs, which we'll get to in a minute, but uh, they say they captured an entity, but most people say it's just one of the crew members. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. I've been getting uh, flyers from a psychic put on my car recently. Oh. Yeah, so that's always fun. How do they not know you don't want that? Yeah, you know you'd think that, right? Yeah. Oh, and actually, I have confirmed to... There is a TikTok of somebody, um, and they were asked. So somebody in their comments asked if Ed and Lorraine Warren are frauds. Mm-hmm. So she did a tarot card reading, and discovered that they actually are frauds. Whoa! Yeah, tarot told the truth. Yeah. So. But wait, I I don't believe in tarot, so I can't. Shit! Be- shit. <laughs> it's like you ever get those videos where it's like the person with this first initial. Uh, See, is secretly mad at you mm. or the person with this first initial is looking down on you from heaven <laughs> i haven't gotten that one oh, okay it's, it's always a j <laughs> or it's an a, m a j- oh because of jesus and yeah. uh mary my, parent, my parents oh your parents j- they're j names so oh, are they? they're looking down on me from heaven mm. yeah i get the emails where it's just like personalized things where it's like my last name so i'd be like the Depping Clan is a cool clan full of hardcore people ready to do anything for each other. You know, like You're those like, big t-shirts with all the text. <laughs> oh, like, what yeah. is this shit? Too wordy. <laughs> Why are they doing this? I don't want this. I was thinking, okay, so um, we'll get back to the show in a sec. But uh, there's Shirt Punch, mm-hmm. which doesn't do my merch, so I don't know why I'm pushing promoting them. But anyways, so you can get the cheaper shirt 
when yep. you buy other shirts. Like so it's the like mystery one? The mystery shirt, yep. and it's a lot cheaper. Uh, I always get those when I buy shirts. Why not? And But one of them I got recently was very wordy, like a lot of words on it, which yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of shirts that have like too much words. And I realize why. It's because when you're socially awkward... And then you have to stand there as For someone, someone comes it? up to you like, what does that say? <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Oh, and what does that mean? It's like, I don't want to have a conversation with That's you. That's true. That's like my, I have that, uh, you can go to hell, I'm going to Toyota-thon shirt. <laughs> I feel like it's got enough. And then there's like a bunch of little fine print that, you know, if yeah. someone wants to, they can read it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm fine with just, you can go to hell. <laughs> I mean, the best shirt of all time is I'd Rather Be Listening to Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas That's from Matchbox 20. Yeah. But, um, you don't need a conversation about that. No. You need knows. a jam sesh. Yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, so, and then in 1977, the Enfield poltergeist is what happened. In Enfield, North London, and this is the subject of the second Conjuring movie, mm. where some kids in in London, England, said that they were being haunted by demons in their house. There's, like, photos of the girl levitating over her bed. Yeah. Uh, she's just jumping on her bed. Uh <laughs> <laughs> They were caught faking some evidence, but they said that's just, they faked some of it, but the rest is real. Mm-hmm. And then later on, one of the women said that when she was a girl, she did uh, fake some of it, but there was a real demon as well. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. As soon as you say, yes, I faked some of it, but some of it was also real, I'm like, it was all fake. It was all fake. Yeah. Don't, no. You're trying to like halfway, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too in yeah. that situation where you're like... I was being a little dishonest, but actually I was also not being dishonest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Um, there was a guy named Guy Lion Playfair. Guy, guy Lion Playfair. <laughs> I don't know if that's And is, he but. went alongside with Maurice Gross, and they were parapsychologists who investigated it, and they said they... Uh, the film very much exaggerated the Warrens' role in the investigation. They only showed up for like one day. Like in the movie, they're there and we're, they're like, yeah, we'll they're be there like for you everything. for all times. But they showed up for one day. The family wasn't really interested in working with them, but they still managed to get all the movie rights and the book rights and and all that, that stuff and made a ton of money off of it, even though they were barely involved. And, and also it was fake. Uh, Arnie Johnson was the subject of the third uh, Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. Also barely happened like it did in the movie uh it didn't work for one he went to jail because right. the devil made me do it it's not a defense <laughs> there is no devil that's true yeah i think i've seen this one i think i've seen most of these yeah, movies but they're enjoyable movies they're not it's bad just, yeah they, again they're also like 
they're not memorable enough that I remember everything yeah. about them. I remember a few little things, and then that's about it. They're no The Pope's Exorcist. I've heard it's great, and but, it is out. Yeah, I saw it last night. Is it good? Yeah, I enjoyed I it quite a lot. It. I'm yeah. have to watch it. Um, again, cheesy, and <laughs> they, I mean, they did expose, like, they did say that the Catholic Church did bad things and they did talk about that which these things never do they always act like the church is like yeah this holy thing and that's the thing too ed and lorraine are catholic um and my favorite line in the conjuring too is it's something like uh we the truth though the church only works in truth <laughs> it's like oh well uh. <laughs> uh, all right which which church are we talking about yeah, here because exactly. i don't think we I don't think we're talking about the same church. Yeah. And they were Catholic, but then if a priest came in and said, no, we're not going to do an exorcism, then people would call in the Lorraines or the Warrens. And it's like, um, but you're Catholic. You think that the Catholic church knows what they're talking about, yet you'll still go in and do an exorcism yourself? Well, they maybe they feel like the church knows what they're talking about, but their hands are tied and they can't take some of these yeah, cases. That's and that's why they have to come in and do the dirty work for the church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that's probably how they justify it. Mm-hmm. So the Snedeker House. Snedeker. Snedeker was, it's the subject of the Haunting in Connecticut movie. Okay. From 2009. And that's before the Conjuring movie started, but it was them too. It was Mm. based on them. But they They got their fingers in all these things. Oh, yeah. Any like haunted house in the US, it's just like, there they are. Or London, I guess. Well, because they're like ambulance chases, but for ghosts. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't need to chase an ambulance for a ghost. They, That's true. Ambulance is in. long gone. Yeah. Unless it's like a ghost that haunts an, an ambulance. An ambulance, a haunted ambulance. That's like true. Like that ghost in the show Ghosts starring Cody Crane that uh, <laughs> was haunt, like was haunting the car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, like um, Christine from the movie Christine. Yes, yes. By uh, Stephen King. Hmm. My sister's name is Christine. Um. Well, so basically, this place was built on an she, old a car? Uh, funeral home, and they said that is this the one that was based on a funeral home? Yeah. And uh, they went in and exercised all the demons and got a book deal. Um, the neighbor upstairs never noticed any ghosts. There was like somebody <laughs> renting the apartment up <laughs> above their house, and they never noticed any ghosts. And there was a lot of. Um, Issues with the family leading up to that, but still they just took them out at their word that they were there was a haunting in Connecticut, and uh, and then so the writer of the book, so they hired a writer to write the book about what happened with the family, and he's like, yeah, this family is crazy. None yeah. of their stories match up. Nothing makes any sense. And Ed's like, just take the basics. Write a scary story and we're fine. That's all we need is a scary story. <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it, right? Yeah. You know, you just go around, you exploit people's fears, and then you make a spooky story and a lot of money off of yeah. it. We should exactly. do that. That'd be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Ride around the country on a motorcycle solving <laughs> ghost crime. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, with the devil made me do it thing is the family was... I'm very upset because this guy definitely had mental health issues and needed to get help. Um, instead of somebody coming in and convincing them that the demon was real, they needed 
he needed help mm-hmm. and they denied him that to make money so right they and he eventually did get help in prison and in yeah and he did get better and they used that as see exercising the demon worked when it's really like no getting away from you is what worked yeah getting proper help yeah. is what helped not yeah. your quackery which probably extended his problems yeah exactly um union cemetery is pretty fun yeah, there's the white lady of the cemetery. It's just an old like story about this cemetery in New England, in Connecticut, and uh, they have a video of this particular of the ghost white lady, of the white lady Whoa. in the cemetery. Have um, you seen it? I have. Is it real? There is a very shaky, blurry camera, and there is something white moving in it. So it's definitely a, a lady in white. Yeah. A white lady. And uh, so <laughs> Steve Novella talks about this in, uh, in the article too because they showed him the video, but they wouldn't let anybody else take the video and analyze it in any sort of way right? until they died, until Ed and Lorraine were dead, and then somebody released it. Their son-in-law released it. It's like the Bigfoot thing. It's like, you know, all those other mm-hmm. kind of... UFO videos, things like that, where it's like, yeah, any kind of scrutiny, it's it's not that. <laughs> but th- to them it was. So before before they died, they would only let people watch it in their house. <laughs> and, I mean, how like, you know, you have friends over for dinner and it's like, you want to see the white lady video? Yeah. Like, not really, man. No. Can we just order a pizza and then you know hang out play some cards yeah why do we have to watch this white lady video in your projector room <laughs> yeah, exactly uh and they the uh one of my favorites is they they wrote a book or they told a story and then somebody wrote a book about the time they exercised a werewolf demon uh they said they encountered a werewolf demon and they wrote a book about it and they have never produced the name of the person who had this werewolf demon inside them or or so, anything so what's a were is it a werewolf is that's also I don't a demon think he is turned it... into an actual wolf according to them he was just possessed by a demon that was werewolf like it was werewolf like i guess and it had no physical effect on him but yeah. just gave him the spirit of a werewolf nibble people's toes in the night okay yeah Who's a wear puppy? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, they never produced any photos or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know if it, if they said he actually turned into anything because they should have been shut down <laughs> immediately if that's what their claim was. I mean, they should have been shut down anyway. But I'm so confused by this one. Yeah, I don't know. Like, was it a werewolf? Was it a werewolf demon? Was it a demon that was like a werewolf? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to read the book and find out. Yeah, exactly. He, Yeah, the extraordinary exorcism of a werewolf from a man's body. Werewolf, a true story of demonic possession. So it wasn't, he didn't turn into a werewolf. No. He was possessed by a werewolf. Yeah. Which I feel like we're crossing lore here that doesn't really translate. Right? Yeah, exactly. Why would there be a werewolf demon at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, so st- I guess if a werewolf bit a demon, it would become a werewolf demon. Right. Wow. Every have you ever, full moon. Have you ever seen a picture of a ghost? 
like where that somebody claims is a picture of a ghost? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I have a family member who showed me a picture once because their ex-boyfriend lived next to an Amish uh, graveyard. Okay. And she showed me this picture and there was a, a, a splotch on it. And she said, doesn't this look, would you say this looks like the ghost of an Amish person? What? And I was like, sorry, what? And she's like, this picture here, doesn't it look like the ghost of an Amish person? I'm like, it looks like there's like a speck or something on the on the lens. She goes, what are the chances of that, though? Very high. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that, that's why than most people the... think like any ph- photography was like that is just from bad exposure and weird things with the film. Right? Yeah. Did you ever have those disposable cameras that yeah. put like ghosts in the photos? Oh, not that added the ghost, but yeah. Yeah, they were like specifically ones, and then they would have like like a little thing in the front or in the foreground, and it would have like a little like fady ghost in the pictures. Yeah. So it made it look like your pictures were haunted. Yeah. Back when disposable cameras were a thing. <laughs> When they would give distru- instructions, sorry, on how to take psychic photographs, Lorraine mm-hmm. and Ed, and let's see, they said, uh, um, sorry, they have helpful hints. Load your camera after you get to the site. They believe that this gives recognition to the spirits and gives them maximum opportunity to imprint on the film. Uh, use an autofocus or fixed focus camera with an automatic flash. The more powerful the flash, the better. Assuming you are successful in taking psychic photos, you want to be able to rule out clouds, the moon, and so forth as the origin of your psychic photos. But really what happens is when you turn the flash on, you're going to get some some light coming back into the lens yeah. when you put the flash on full. Yeah, you're more likely going to get things affecting the photo. Yeah, and when you load it there, you're more likely to get dust and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're already in like a dark space, which you probably are when yeah. you're ghost hunting. Yeah. So they're just setting you up to be more likely to have uh, splotches on your camera. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Abel, yeah, he said, uh, flashback is simply light from the camera flash reflected back into the lens, causing a hazy, overexposed region of the film. The result is often wispy, uh, blurry light image on the film. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Stephen Novella in the article says that it seems like they really believe what they're doing. But I think that was before a lot of stuff was really exposed and how they faked it. Yeah, I'm always kind of like, what, for things like this, especially on this scale, when they say it seems like they really believe, it's like, no, that's just, no. that's how they marketed it. Exactly. They had to seem like they believed. Otherwise, nobody would have bought it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's a key for psychics and people like that is to make people trust you enough that Mm -hmm. you, they, they want to believe at least that you believe. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so they said the Warrens refused to allow members from the skeptical society to shadow them on any paranormal investigation or to examine the evidence. Mm. And they widely claimed that they have, uh, that having, have proving the existence of paranormal phenomena. Uh, when he was pressed, he said, you can't have scientific evidence for a spiritual phenomena. That's what he said when he's pressed. You, you can't. can't? It's like, Why? can you or can't you? Like, isn't that the whole point of what you do? Yeah, I thought that's what you were doing was yeah. scientifically proving that they were real, but yeah. then saying that you can't scientifically prove they're real deflates that whole argument. Then what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, they have their little uh, paranormal museum in mm-hmm. their in their house. It's yeah, and they have a bunch of stuff that they've taken from a bunch their of events, old like, shit, a bunch of old shit. And they say that if you touch anything when you're in there, going through. You have to let them know so that they can uh, remove that bad aura from you before you leave. <laughs> does that cost you anything? Probably. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. Okay, it's going to be forty-two ninety-three to get rid of all the bad aura. You touch three different things. That's twelve fourteen apiece plus tax plus delivery. It's fee. like yeah, it's like the you break it, you bought it kind of yeah, thing. But yeah, yeah. If you, you get a demon, you bought it. Uh, in 2013, after the release of The Conjuring, um, so they had somebody who worked for them in this museum and lived with them in their house. Um, and she came forward and said, "It wasn't. I wasn't just an employee. I was Ed's live-in lover who okay. he groomed when she was 15 years old. Oh, my God. And then she lived with them for 40 years. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine was still alive at the time, and she denied it and said that it was just her trying to um, get money or whatever, but uh, don't they always deny it? I mean, but yeah, this was never. She was never a character in the movies, and she was never addressed at all. She was just um, their victim in real life. So, uh, yeah. So that's Ed and Lorraine in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, they're just long con grifters. Yeah, who made a bunch of money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they aren't—they weren't as attractive as Patrick Wilson and Framage Bitch <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah. you gotta Hollywood them up a little That's bit. That's true. But should we thank some patrons? Let's thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, wow! Thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey everybody and welcome to our Bible study. The study of the Bible is what we do here every week, as you know, if you're showing up every week. But if you're not, well, maybe you should, and then we wouldn't have to explain this every time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see some of you brought other books and we will not study them. No, no. There's one book and one book only that we recognize. Our library is filled with only this book. And and Jeff over there, I see you brought uh, the golf Bible, which mm-hmm. is close. That is but... close. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll allow it. Okay, we'll allow it this time. This time, but next week, only bring the Bible mm-hmm. or the golf. No Bible, Bible. Yes, yes. Bible. Sorry. Um, should we lift up some people in holy prayer holes? I think there are some holy prayers. We need to lift a few people up here today. Mm. We need to lift up our good friends, Elizabeth and Mary Chan. Let's just let's just raise them to the rafters, uh, put our palms on the bottom of their heels, and just lift them up like we're a cheerleading squad making a cool pyramid. Put them up. Put them um. up. Savanya. I can't lift my arms without doing the Lion King thing. Fair enough. Of course, uh, of course. But I have a prayer request, and this is a huge one. Mm-hmm. It's our spooky season, and we're noticing a lot more demonology, a lot more demons yeah. in the, in it's the world. It's getting bad because mm-hmm. not enough people are reading their Bibles. Mm-hmm. Like or they're said. reading uh, their golf Bible instead, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And hey, your game is good. You got you know way under par, way min- so many times. Mm-hmm. But 
At what cost? At what cost? Your so soul. I, your soul. So I lift up Alyssa to you, uh, O Lord, and we pray that for deliverance from the demon, the spirit of kindness. Alyssa has been very yeah. kind and um, very sweet to people, and obviously this is because of a demon. So we yes. just ask for deliverance. Amen. Raise him up. And I have a very special prayer request for our good friend, James Games a lot, which mm. ironically enough, he was cursed with a demon who is not very good at games. Oh, and no, no matter how much he plays, he plays again and again and again. And he just can't seem to win. So James, we ask you, please, please pray for your eternal soul. Come to our Bible study. We'll get mm. rid of that demon and we'll make sure that you're the top score over and over again. And uh, related, but uh, Kim, uh, Kim has the demon of being really good at games, even when they don't want to play that game. Um, they just yeah. touch a controller and all of a sudden are very good at that game. And that is obviously because of a demon. So we lift them up uh, to we'll you, Lord, up. for deliverance. Thank you, Lord. And of course, last but definitely not least, we have to raise up our, our good friend Jack, who was afflicted with the terrible demon of just being too gosh darn handsome. Mm. And it's becoming a problem in their daily life where they just can't go anywhere without everyone just saying, dang, that guy is one yeah. handsome cookie. We rebuke you, devil of handsomeness. Mm -hmm. Let this guy live his life in peace, please. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I think it's time then that we move on to a Christian rock lyric. I can't wait to hear it. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. All right, so this rock lyric Spooky. is another Casting Crowns, returning champion Casting Crowns. Spooky. A lot of Christian songs with the devil, so devil. tried to make sure it wasn't what I used before. Spooky. Uh, but if I have, I'm sorry. That's true. It's okay. I don't think I have. Oh, hi, Jagger. Buddy. He looks tired. This song is called <laughs> The Devil is on the Run. The battle may be raging, but the war's already won. What? Why would you keep fighting then? Uh, the king is on the move and the devil is on the run. It may look like the kingdom of heaven is on its heels, but I found that sometimes how it is is not how it feels. Now, the enemy's lies may seem louder than ever before, but child, don't mistake a whimper for a roar. The devil is on the run. Yeah. The battle may be raging, but the war's already won, and so on. Okay. Just about keeping the devil on his toes. Keeping the devil on his toes. I like how they're, uh, what is it, casting crowns? Yeah. It sounds like they're trying to be like counting crows, and then the song is called The Devil is on the Run, which is like, eh, you know, it's riding with the devil. Right. So yeah. they're just trying to like confuse mm -hmm. normal people. Yeah, they're like, they're like, you know those DVDs where it's like, similar to a Disney movie, but it's yeah. not quite like instead of up, it's like up in a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah my yeah. friend, old man in a balloon. Yeah. And so you accidentally rented at the blockbuster video. Yeah. Remember hey, when buddy. that was a thing? Blockbuster video. No. Yeah. Anyways, the devil's on the run. He is on the run. Good for him. You know who should be on the run? Uh, God. 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 The church. The church. Um, 
Bald Baldwin. Bald Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Bye everybody. Love you. Bye. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 